Hello, everybody. My name is Barry Morgan, and this is a podcast for the English Montreal School Board, and we're very excited to introduce uh, several folks from Laurier McDonald High School in, uh, in St. Leonard. They've got a mental health fair coming up in, uh, in just a few weeks at the beginning of October. We'll get into the specific dates in just a second. Uh, but first, I want to introduce a few people sitting with me at the table right now at uh, Laurier McDonald High School. First off, we'll start with Bobby Variances. She is a community with the Community Learning Center here at Laurier Mac uh, High. Hi, Bobby. Thanks for being with us. Hi, Barry. Uh, also, Nicholas Romano is the uh, vice pre uh, principal, I was going to say vice president, vice principal of the school. Nicholas, how are you, sir? Good, yourself? And Jerry Tulio, who was a youth intervention worker, and he works at a couple of schools, including Laurier McDonald High School. So thank you, Jerry, for being here as well. Thank you, Barry. So first of all, whose idea was it to come up with uh, a mental health fair that would go for a couple of days? It's an idea we've been kicking around for a while now. Um, we've been having different professionals come into our building to speak to our students for the last few years. And because we've built up now such great partnerships with many of them, we decided to make it a bigger event and invite several of our EMSB schools to come and for their students to participate to benefit from the knowledge that these people can give them, from the, their expertise, and also the different activities that they offer. So this is going to be a two-day event, October uh, 2nd and 3rd, yes. Tuesday and Wednesday, yes. and they're all-day events. Yes. Can you give me an idea, Bobby, of who will be at the school, what kind of presenters and so forth? The organizations who are coming, yeah, yeah. we have the YWCA, the YMCA, La Maison des Jeunes de Saint-Léonard, we have Naos Jeunesse, DOD Basketball, Jeunes en Tête will also be here, Ami Quebec, um, Silk uh, Project 10 is also coming. We have Don Bosco, uh, Café Jeunesse is coming, Lift, Lifeline, Monkey Paw, and the Kids Helpline. I'm not sure if I've missed anybody that. That's the list that so I there's can think of. Some resources there, but also some activity driven uh, right. groups, also. Jerry, maybe you could pick up on that. Well, we also have both the, the CEOs of uh, the Nest and Dunard. The so we have Dunard, the CEOs, the Centre Integrity Universitaire Santé Service Social. Okay. Yes. So the government uh, organization, CLSCs, and you know, one of our priorities is really pushing since we're in East End, what services are out there for our East End kids? So that's why we've invited all of the, the high schools in the East End. I see. Um, Nicholas, let's bring you in here, uh, Vice Principal of the school. I, I just want to mention that this, sure. this is an event that is being made possible for us by uh, RISA, which is a community-centered organization that, that helps out primarily. I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, RISA is the East Island Network for English Language Services. Okay. So they're, they're helping us out with uh, a lot of the funding for this particular event. And uh, one of the things that they asked us to do is to reach out to other schools in the community as well. Given that this is not just uh, an issue that Lori McDonald students deal with, um, they thought, and, and you know, speaking with us, we thought together that it would be a good idea to bring in other schools from the neighborhood sure. to give them access to some of the same resources that we'll be providing our students on that on those days. It kind of saves a lot of time and effort, I would imagine. That's exactly. why you can so our idea is to, be, is to be proactive, right? So we're, we're, this is why we've chosen to do this event early on in the school year. Because as exams start to roll in and, and uh, you know, as we, we progress throughout the year, we start to see more and more cases of anxiety. 
sometimes kids developing symptoms of depression. Uh, so this is an important event for us, especially to have at the beginning of the year, so we can give them the resources early on instead of you know reacting to, to issues. That I'm looking over some of the statistics that you uh, that you folks. Um found and uh, and there's quite it's quite alarming it and it's obvious that's why you're doing this kind of an event uh, I'll just throw out some stats right here um, 33 percent of Quebec youth report high psychological st- distress one in three that's a very scary number one in five 20 percent will experience mental illness um, about half of those who suffer from mental illness have never seen a doctor they've never gone to a doctor um, there's more here. Mental illness, you know, look, it affects, it's across the board. It really doesn't matter your background, your age, your education, your income. It's, it can affect people across the board. Um, Nicholas, that's, uh, let's face it, we, as, as, a, as, as an educator, I'm sure you've been aware of these issues for a long time. Are they getting worse over the years? I don't want to say that they're getting worse, but they're definitely uh, becoming a little bit different. Uh, especially in terms of how the kids are, are portraying some of these these symptoms, it becomes a little bit more more concerning. Uh, some of them might resort to drug and alcohol abuse, drug and alcohol abuse. Um, it just it becomes problematic because we're not talking about it as much as we should. Uh, in, in the statistics that we have here, forty percent of parents wouldn't tell anybody that their child is suffering. Uh, Does that surprise you? Not at all. No. Why, Jerry? I worked in substance abuse for years. And that's usually what happens. We try to, you know, uh, it's the traditional, uh, the elephant in the living room. Mm. You know, I don't want the neighbors to know. I don't want, and yet the neighbors already know. It's shame, like embarrassment. Exactly, shame, embarrassment. Uh, uh, often when we bring groups in, even our staff members have shared if they've had uh, some difficulty. I think the, the last two years we really focused on mental health. Mm-hmm. And we've had presentations with Ami Quebec where staff members have said, you know, I have this issue, I have that issue. You know, I'll talk to kids. Uh, I live with depression. So, and I think it's important that the kids know, if I can say it, you can say it. Sure. It's you nothing know. to be ashamed of. Exactly. You Maybe know. in the past, people... Yep. And I, but there's I, still that stigma. There's still a stigma, yes. There's still a stigma, and more and more, we're trying to get rid of it. I think we've come a long way, but we still have a ways to go. The more you talk about it, the more exactly. it's out in the open. Uh, Bobby, I see you shaking your head. I'm agreeing, because there have been, in the past, students who've become very vocal about having mental health issues, and they've tried to raise the awareness among their peers. And it it speaks volumes, and I think it's very strong and very brave of them to be willing to speak about it, even if they think, you know, maybe it's going to make people uncomfortable. People will maybe say something uh, that might be hurtful, but for them it's more important to speak about, this is my struggle, and I know other people are struggling with it. Let's try to make it better for everybody. Makes sense. Makes it's sense. very brave. Um, speaking with uh, Bobby Variansis, she is a community uh, learning center employee here at Laurie McDonald High School. Also with me is Nicholas Romano. He's vice principal of the school, and Jerry Tulio, who's a youth intervention worker, talking about a two-day event, a mental health fair coming up on October second and October third here at Laurie McDonald High. And maybe Bobby, you could talk a little bit more about what parents and students can expect um, if they went and if they do visit. What the students can expect is to be able to visit all the different uh, organizations that we are having come in. They will have a certain amount of time to go through the table uh, displays, to speak to the people at the tables, to get resources, to get information on activities, different get-togethers that they plan. 
we have one organization, LIFT, who will be also doing a guided meditation and will explain to them the importance of meditation and calming yourself and listening to your body. Um, that This is what will be going on during the two-day presentations. In the evening on the Monday, we are hoping to have somebody from our school board come in and speak to the parents about how can you rec recognize when your child is feeling anxious or feeling stressed over certain situations? What can you do about it? Uh, so we hope our parents will also come out on, on Tuesday evening. Is there a cost associated or is it free admission? No, it is all free admission. Hmm. And we will thank them very much for coming. We will give them little... Uh, uh, they have opportunity for raffle gifts. They will all go away with a little thank you gift. Um, we have a EMSB link. Uh, that we will be sharing with everybody, on which we will be putting all the resources who will be present at the fair. So that way, if they have any questions after they leave, they just click on that link and they can get any information they need. And I'm sure, Nicholas, you're hoping as many people as possible take advantage of this kind of an opportunity. Absolutely. I mean, for us, I think it's it's very important that we reach out to our parents. I mean, as, as a school, it's very important to have that two-way communication to know what it is that we need to do to truly service our students. Um, that means having conversations with parents and sometimes having difficult conversations about uncomfortable topics. And this is one of those topics where, as Jerry mentioned before, not everybody wants to talk about. How do you deal with a parent who for lack of a better word, maybe offer some resistance in terms of being open to discussing these kinds of issues? I think it ends up being a question of patience. Uh, I don't think it's... Um, I think it's, it's quite normal that a parent might initially meet a, this type of a topic with resistance, uh, especially if it's the first time that this is being brought to their attention. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, they, they might be fearful of what the stigma might be, they might be fearful of what the repercussions might be for the child, uh, how the child is going to internalize being, being labeled. To, to some degree. Uh, so I think patience is, is generally the key, uh, being there to listen, being there to, to kind of uh, reach out to them maybe a couple of weeks later to say, hey, we still have this, this problem that's, that hasn't been resolved. Yeah. We still need to be talking about this. And, and generally over time, the position on, on both sides tends to soften a little bit and we can enter into an actual productive conversation and, and truly you know, refocus on the child's benefit. And Jerry, you've worked with kids, I guess, for a number of years now. Yes, um, what what do you think is a good way to get people to be more open about some of these, these issues? A lot of it is speaking honestly, openly, uh, putting things on the table, uh, non-judgmental, definitely non-judgmental. The kids are great, and if you, you, know, you speak to them honestly, they react with that in the same way. And they'll, they'll tend to open up more and say, you know, I am having difficulty with this, or I am having difficulty with that. I'm but we want to make sure that it's just not here at school. Mm -hmm. And they're doing it out in the community and they're doing it at home. You know, we, I think we still believe in the uh, it takes a village to sure. raise a child. I see another stat here. 70% of young adults with mental illness say that symptoms started in childhood. Any idea where that's coming from? Like, why? Like, is it any different than it was, say, 50 years ago or 25 years ago? I don't, I don't know if it, you could say it's the pressure. It's a... Uh, Everyone is so rushed nowadays. But, and some of it is just everything that's going on in the world. You know, uh, you get a sensitive kid who just uh, sees things on the news. Mm -hmm. Here's how you get home and internalizes. I mean, I specialize in uh, substance abuse. A lot of times it's not about the drugs. Actually, it's never about the drugs. What are the symptoms under? 
you know, the drug is just a symbol. The drug, you know, how to, let's figure out what's under there, and then let's go work on that. There's something that sparked the issue, exactly. and they'll use drugs or alcohol, yeah, they think, as a means to escape, right. And Jerry, uh, Bobby, you were talking earlier about how it could be something like an exam, like mm-hmm. day of, and the school will get a phone call saying, I'm sorry, my child can't attend. We, what we're trying to do also is to help the students recognize early on what am I feeling, where am I having a hard time, how do I take care of it now before I get to that exam and I just cannot perform, I just cannot leave my house. We want them to be able to take steps to, to recognize but also to try to help themselves as much as they can. As much as I can. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That makes I, sense. I think to, to, to tack on to what, uh, what Bobby was saying is that self-awareness, I think, becomes very, very important. And in a world where we're overloaded with a whole bunch of uh, you know, graphics, uh, media, we're always kind of plugged into something, mm-hmm. it, it kind of, that's a distraction as well. And so sometimes it might be a little bit too late when we're, re- we're actually recognizing that we're, we're having some difficulties with right. a certain aspect of our lives. Uh, one of the things we try to preach to our students is to be mindful of themselves and the people around them, just to kind of stop and think and observe and, and just take the time to really absorb what it is that's going on. That might have an impact on, on how students are initially feeling or reacting to a problem. I mean, it's always external factors that affect everybody, right, whether it's a young kid or an adult, and it just seems to me that you know, with social media and I think, Jerry, you mentioned it earlier, that everybody's being bombarded with information like every minute and it's hard to ignore do you think, Nicholas, that plays a role in uh, where some of the pressure is coming from in terms of expectations on kids, how they should look and dress and act and so forth? Definitely, there's a, there's a, there's an external pressure there from you know from just by the, the the virtue that these students are always plugged in. You know, they're going home and their friends aren't aren't by their side, but they're with them on their screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's the same thing with with issues where where there's conflict between between students. Sometimes in the past that conflict would generally end when the students separate from one another. Uh, you know, if the, the, the physical contact wasn't there, the problem generally wasn't there. Uh, now it seems like they just kind of are able to find each other even at home, and this definitely plays on the student because the, that pressure of, of developing that persona, where in the past we might have had to develop that persona just for the, the physical people that we interacted or the people that we spoke with uh, verbally over the phone, uh, they're looking to, to create that physical identity, but also that digital identity that they can kind of relate to and, and, and keep up. Okay. Jerry, did you have anything to add here? Or just uh, as we wrap up? I think the importance, again, is the communication, the openness. Uh, I know one of the things I'm happy is that all the kids are going to be leaving with a, a cover for their uh, cell phones, where they can put their Opus card, uh, what, what have you. And at the same time, we will have a link for them to, if they forget, they can go on the EMSB website for mental health and they'll be able to get the, get to the resources uh, as much as possible. If parents should get involved, everyone, you know, uh, again, takes a village and we, we all got to work at it together. Sounds like a good idea. That's Jerry Tulio, uh, youth intervention worker here at uh, Laurie McDonald High School, Nicholas Romano, vice principal, and Bobby Varancis. CLC, that's Community Learning Center Coordinator. Thank you all very, very much.